All right, and uh, we're, we're rolling. So, um, Miranda, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you, David? I'm doing good. Yeah. I, uh, I appreciate you coming and doing the podcast. I know you had signed up a, a while ago, and I apologize for not having you on till now. So. Oh, you're fine. Life gets the best of us sometimes, ah, so I totally anything. understand. <laughs> this podcast has been like, um, it's been kind of crazy because... Like I also work full time. So mm-hmm. doing this is almost like a second job mm-hmm. and having to like schedule people and like reach back out and do the promotion and everything. It's been a whirlwind of, mm-hmm. a, of a journey. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, for me, that is something that I'm like the first person I hire for my business is <laughs> definitely going to be someone to do the, I guess what, CRM and marketing mm. and all of that. Cause it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> it is. It's, it is a lot. Um, now, what business do you own? Yeah, so I'm the owner of Houston Legacy of Enlightenment. Okay. You want to break that down? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I usually wait for people to ask because I'm like, I don't know if you caught the smile. Like, yep. I'm gonna ask. <laughs> um, so what that is, is um, pretty much building a community of self-sufficient youth, leading a path of innovation and leadership. So we're allowing healing. We're allowing kids to be kids and creative, um, really tapping into the the source that we are here for is to be creative, to be successful. Um, so much, so much. Um, <laughs> so how, how, what kind of things do you do for the kids to, to like have them be creative? Do you, yeah. do you, what do you do? Do you put on like classes or? <laughs> um, you know what? I am very innovative myself. So okay. literally, um, I am one of many talents. So it really just depends on who I'm working with. I'm really like specialized in individualizing each person. Mm. Um, but let me just reel it back in real, yeah, real quick because um, the main thing that I do, right, for Houston Legacy of Enlightenment, for people to feel safe and thriving is going into the homes and we start with trauma-informed care. So trauma-informed care is really, um, we go to the the parents' house, we're talking with the families, fathers, sisters, brothers, about what it is to self-regulate, how important it is to know where trauma is coming from, how is it coming up in the environment, how is it putting you at a standstill in life? Because um, a lot of people are really affected by anxiety and depression. Right. And now we're seeing it to where people aren't going outside. I mean, and COVID had a big thing with that, but yeah. it's more, it's increased because it's like, mm, you know, the, the weather's nice, but what is there to do? I mean, there's mm-hmm. so many like negative self-talks that happen to, you know, inside of the home. So it's like, okay. So first we go into the home so that for that first month and a half that I'm working with my clients, we're doing trauma informed care. Um, And then afterwards, we help with getting our youth on career exploration externships. Mm. So they have the ability to build their own career portfolio in a business aspect that they are willing to work in. So something that's on interest. Yep. Um, And the good thing is we partner with local organizations before we like. I do want to say I might have to start going more to the corporate side, but um, we do want to start with s- local small businesses. Okay. So that way it's more individualized. You know, you can walk into a small business and you're going to get more care and concern than if you go to a large corporation. Right. And right. that's really what we're looking for because when you're dealing with people who have trauma, you're dealing with people who are 
they just need a little bit of extra touch. They need that that thing that they didn't get before. Like it's really about going back and healing it, right? Right. I have a question. So kind of going back, you said you go into these homes. Do you get pushback from like, I mean, because when there's trauma in the home, I mean, people don't want to be quite honest about that. Mm-hmm. Is do you is that an issue? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so last year was my year of really just seeing what the market was. How could I best make this program the most impactful? And I got a great response, right? Everything that people responded to, we incorporated. So I'm like, okay, you know, so now we had six participants sign up, wow. which was amazing for me, right? Because there is a mental health stigma. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. So trauma informed care is not easy. And it's not something that you can just do one time and think that you have it down packed. You have to practice this because it it really is rewiring those neural pathways mm-hmm. and creating a different response for yourself than what you've done in the past. So it is a lot of pushback, to be honest with you, because um, you have some people that are going good and then it's like, no, nah, I just can't do it today. Mm. And because it's just me, like I can reach out so many times, but then the part that makes me feel a little sad about my business is because it's like, I can only reach out so many times, but I want to, I want to have a team of people who are like, yeah, like we're, we're going to your house. (laughs) We're going to say like, Hey, are you okay? What are you dealing with? What's coming up? And that makes it so much more personal because again, it's about building that community. And once people know that you truly care, they're more willing to open up to who you are. And then, but they have to, you know, know you first. So yeah. it's all about being transparent, too. Yeah. So I share a lot of the things that I go through, too. Where did this come from? I mean, because it seems pretty specific. Mm-hmm. Um, when did when did this passion come about and where did it come from? You know what? I cannot say it was linear because it wasn't. <laughs> um, so a few years back, I started out um, working in the childcare field. So um, I was working, I started off as a, uh, goodness gracious, not a substitute teacher, like an assistant teacher. Sorry. Okay. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> That's the word. Um, and then it was like, okay, you know, I was doing such a great job. And then the lead teacher was having their issues because I was working for a small business. And as we all know, small business, you know, especially when you're first starting, it's about figuring out what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. <laughs> you're good. <laughs> um, um, so it was about figuring out what works and what doesn't. Um, and so I was willing to stick it out. You know what I mean? Like we communicate in having that open floor and people being able to say, okay, like I accept that feedback. I'm not going to take it like from a hostile point. It's a, it's a pivotal point of improving. Right. Um, so I stuck it out with that company and until I moved to Florida. So I, I was like, I love working with kids. Like, and everybody's like, it comes natural for you. I ended up being the lead teacher with less than three months Um, yeah, (laughs) because it was just like, you know, it was passion driven for me. I'm a mother, but I'll, all my life, I'll four. Wow. I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I have four. Um, how old are they? My oldest, he is my oldest. He is a boy. (laughs) Um, and he's nine. I have twin girls that are seven. And then my youngest is two. Wow. She'll be three in April. You got your hands full. Woo. When I tell you, oh my gosh. Um, but they are, they are definitely like not just a motivating force for me, but definitely one of those um, kids that, you know, God sent them here so that they can be, they can make you a better person. Right. right. Um, they're very enlightened. And I just love that. Cause I, I pour a lot of things into them because I am a single mom, you know what mm. I mean? And as a single mom, 
I'm creating a bond with my kids so that they feel accepted because I do give a lot of time out there and into my business and, right. you know, making sure home is taken care of. So it can be hard sometimes. So it's just really trying to make sure that there's that balance there. Is it hard to manage that? I mean, because you work full, you work full time mm-hmm. and then you have your business mm-hmm. as well. And then you have four kids. <laughs> and then depending on the semester, I'm in school. So wow. <laughs> I know. So it is a lot. I'm not even going to sit up here and tell you that it's not <laughs> because it is. Um, and kind of like to bring it back as far as, you know, you know, how I got to this path was just about, you know, understanding that, dang, our kids are hurting out here. Like they're not being heard. They're not being utilized. They're not like they're understimulated. Like what can we do as a community? Right. Not, not as a professional, not Mm -hmm. as a mental health professional, not as a, a teacher, not as a principal. What can we do as a community to allow these kids a breakthrough? What can we do? Because I feel like, um, when you're working with organizations, it can be very controlled. There's a limit on the things that you can do. There's a limit on the things that you can say, what you could talk about, what you could teach, but who's teaching life skills, right? right? Like who, who's really getting down in there and saying like, look, this is, this is, this is the real good and bad about credit. You know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. just, Oh, avoid credit because it's bad. No, it's right. about being responsible. And it's about, you know, having a community of people that's going to be there to help you when you stumble. Like I, that's, that was the vision when I was like, you know, getting Houston legacy off the ground was how do we bring back that community of people who really were like for the community? You know what I mean? Like it, that whole, it takes a village thing. Like, and it still does, but we're in the, in a phase right now in life that people are just kind of like not trusting and, you know, we're all so guarded and so sensitive about things that people say. And sometimes it's coming from a place of love. Mm. And so that's really, you know, where I kind of bring it back is just, you know, knowing that our kids were hurting. And, um, I started off as a lead teacher that really progressed and, the boss loved me so much that when I did move to Florida, she was like, no, like we don't want you to go. <laughs> and I was like, and she was like, you can come back. If you come back, you have a spot. And that, that really was like in my heart. So I started, um, kind of doing a little bit of the work in Florida. I lived in Pine Hills, so it wasn't the best. Where's that near? This episode is brought to you by red bike delivery. This delivery service operates only using battery powered, eco-friendly transportation. Red Bike Delivery is there for all your delivery needs, whether it's dinner for the family, flowers for your partner, or new houseplants for your new collection. Red Bike Delivery will gladly deliver those and everything in between. So what are you waiting for? Check out Red Bike Delivery on Facebook or Instagram for more information. Red Bike Delivery, because there's only one Earth. Um, right near Orlando. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm from Lake Worth. Really? Yeah, which is south of Orlando. It's mm-hmm. north of Miami, south of um, West Palm Beach. Oh, okay. It's Palm Beach County. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, I wish I would have done more traveling while I was in Florida. Okay. But it's, it's very expensive. <laughs> yeah, it can be. <laughs> so I was like, you know, um, I'll live life on the edge at the beach. <laughs> so that, that was like uh, my retreat for me. But um, I kind of like started like with the idea of like, dang, you know, I realized that I was coming from a trauma point because of my cousin who would remind me daily about the things that I was or was not doing. And at first I can admit, like, I didn't, I thought mental health was like, 
what everybody else thinks. Like, oh, oh, they just want attention. They just want this. They just want that. It's a cry for help. You know, and it was like, dude, like once I really started looking at my own actions and realizing what I was doing wrong, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, like this is this is deeper than what I thought it was. So many people have mental health problems. And I mean, it's not necessarily like a, like it's something that should be like, I guess, stigmatized or like, like it's not, an ex- it's not necessarily always to the extreme, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like just cause somebody has a mental health problem doesn't mean they have like bipolarism or whatever it is, but right. they might just have like a, like a seasonal depression or whatever, mm-hmm. but everybody gets it. Yep. <laughs> everybody gets, it. I get depressed, yep. like especially in the winter time. Mm-hmm. Usually it's the months of like, uh January to like March ish. And I'm like, I just I just don't want to do it anymore. Not yeah. not life, but you know, yeah, I just I don't want to I just don't want to go outside. <laughs> yeah. Like it's cold. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Not vo- motivated. It it is it is definitely definitely like that. Um seasonal depression. Let me tell you why I think um I'm not gonna say it's funny, right? Because it's not <laughs> funny, but like <laughs> it is it's interesting because in Michigan, we don't we don't get like a lot of sun like other places do. Yeah. And you hear a lot like, oh, I'm going to move to this state, this state, this state. All of those states are sunshine states. Yeah. Right. So um, we do offer light therapy at Houston Legacy of Enlightenment mm. because um, we are all creative beings. Right. Everything on the earth has melanin in it from the plants to Every like every person, every animal, we all have some form of melanin in us. Yeah. Melanin is our creative force. So it's our God given talent to be able to create, right? Yeah. And when you are suppressed from the sun, those beams, those ultra light beams, those are the things that really charge us and it's almost like our communication to the universe, for lack of better words, right? Yeah. So it's like so, you start to get more creative. You start to feel a little bit better when you're out in the sun. Yeah. So when we don't get the sun here, that's where you're seeing that real rise of people not coming outside. Yeah. People are more angry. People are more sensitive. Yeah. Because they, that that source that we need yeah. is no longer there. So what is it? Is it like a sauna, or sauna, or like some sort of um like tanning bed? What what is the light therapy? Honestly, it's um. It's going to develop <laughs> because it right now it literally is a small, like, it almost looks like a space heater. Oh, okay. And you turn it on, it's a really bright light, and it just shines on you. Can you That's look it. at it? Probably probably not, right? Um, Do you wear I don't sunglasses? recommend it. Yeah, so I give people, like, sunglasses to wear with it okay. just so that they can protect their eyes from those rays. Um, but, of course, it's not as strong as the sun, but yeah. it does still... Um, react to your body's chemicals as if you are out in into the sun which can somewhat combat a little bit of seasonal depression so it is it is super um amazing to kind of like see the difference of if you're getting light therapy versus if you're not right right yeah i mean that's one thing i think i've i need to implement in my life (laughs) in the wintertime specifically is Mm -hmm. is sunlight i mean or some form of like some sunlight because I like, like, like I had mentioned, you know, like January to March, I'm like, I just feel drained. Don't feel motivated to like work out. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, life is just, eh. yeah, <laughs> I know. And it's, it's like, um, life is always going to give us, you know, obstacles. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's about being able to operate in those obstacles. And that's what trauma informed care is because how many times do you go, will you talk to someone? They're like, 
oh, I want to do your podcast, but you know, I just got so much going on. I've got life, then the kids and mm-hmm. the wife, the husband, the 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 job. I mean, like literally everything has yeah. came up for them, right? Yeah. And you're like, but that's trauma informed care because right now you're creating your response and you're telling your your brain like, hey, when this happens, give up. That's what you're telling your brain. Versus when this happens, we're gonna go harder, mm. right? Yeah. And it's, it's so it's so much easier said than done. I promise you, it is because I um I recently just kind of like came out of my own funk, right? Um, I am I would consider myself a spiritual person, and so I was like, how so spiritual? Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> what, what, I I like to talk to people about that because like some people are you know religious, mm-hmm. and then other people are just like kind of believe in like. Uh, I guess like spiritualness, like as far as like being like, like a yoga type person, like where they just practice like being a good person. Mm-hmm. So what is it? What is it for you? Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I like to create my own words. So I'm like a spiritual religious gangster. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, seriously though, I, I'm tapping more into my spiritual side. So what that means is really going back to the roots of, you know, who I am. Why was I created? Why am I here? Um, the funny story is, like I said, this wasn't linear. So I was like, well, what the heck am I doing? Mm. Um, I've always been a person who would kind of tap back into like Oracle or tarot decks and stuff like that. You know, watch my readings on YouTube for my Scorpio sign and see what's (laughs) going on. You know what I mean? So I'm like, dang. So I started doing that myself. Um, And so it started opening more doorways for me. Like, Hey, you know, this is, this is telling me this. And if I do this, I'm starting to see like the actual outcome and it's making me feel better and this and this. So, just looking at things from a different perspective type thing? Um, <laughs> yeah, in a way. Um, so I know this is going to sound scary to people because, again, you know, I, at least at least I'm okay to say, like, hey, I'm a, like, I'm a walking stigma at this point, <laughs> right? So I've been tapping more into, like, hoodoo. So hoodoo is not the traditional scary stuff that people are like, oh, my God. Like, no, it's a lot of um, what they say, what they call root work, right? So plants. And knowing what the plants are used for, Mm. why they were originated, what they can help with. So I use that knowledge of, okay, this is what a rose is for. This is what eucalyptus is for. I mean, all these different things. So that is a part of hoodoo, right? So that's a spiritual. What would those be used for? Spiritual baths. So if you say, for instance, you know, you may it just be like for me personally, like I'm feeling down. I have caught on to a lot of energies because Trauma care is a lot of energy. Yeah. Um, and I'm just feeling down. So at this point, I've captured their uh, energy, their negative energy, that negative neg- negativity that they have put out mm-hmm. through my healing services. Yeah. These are the things that I take on. And they take they take me and I take them. So we, we trade spots. So I have to take a <laughs> spiritual bath because I'm like, yo, like I got to get back to myself. Right. So protection. Right. You could take protection baths and that would consist of something like, you know, peppermint, nutmegs, just different, you know, herbs. There's different. There's thousands of plants. You know what I mean? Plants that are like not even common that I can't even find here at this point. (laughs) Um, But it's about, okay, you know, hey, that natural plant from the earth will allow these type of things to come into my life. Right. So. That is one part of the spiritual walk. And then I have my crystals. So I do oral 
Oracle Tarot. Okay. Uh, root work. So that's the uh, the plants, you know, learning what they're used for. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have, goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I still, like, I still, I've always been um, born as a Christian. Like, you know, I've always been raised up as a Christian. Um, and a lot of times it is conflicting because it's like, you know, there's this there's this stigma on hoodoo as like it's all evil it's this and then you've got the stigma for uh christianity like oh he doesn't actually look like what he says and it's it's the bible kind of sends itself i still feel like and even in hoodoo practice um it is a lot of reading from the bible and understanding the basic instruction before leaving earth Mm. right yeah because these are people's stories. Yeah. Right? These are these are the things that they see. And I'm not going to discredit because I know God is real. You know what I mean? I do believe in the most high. Um, so that's one thing, though, that because I grew up in church, too. But, you know, they kind of put out the persona that the Bible is the only correct thing and the only thing you should follow. Mm-hmm. Whereas like all these other kind of ideologies are, are absolutely wrong. You should not partake of it. You know, and. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true. And I think as time goes on, we're starting to kind of see that, especially like with like how popular uh, yoga is and like meditation, like all that is extremely important aside from the Bible. I think it's important to do, do that as well. Mm -hmm. And it definitely is. Um, And that's why I was like, well, let me get back to the roots. Right. Because, um, you know, before we had technology, we had ancient people who could tell you what space looked like. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how do you do that? Right. You tap into that spirituality. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you, cause again, hoodoo has many different sides, right? So I have a lot of my ancestors, like a lot of my family is deceased. So I need to know, cause y'all watching me from the other side. Right. Mm. Um, and then from the Bible perspective, God hasn't cracked the, 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 the sky yet. Right. So they're all just kind of like at this holding cell for lack of better words. They're just right. spirits walking. Right. Mm. Um, and so it's just like, okay, so people get so scared about like, oh my gosh, like you're dealing with spirits. Like, no, I ain't dealing with spirits <laughs> like that. Cause you know, I, I'm still, I got my fears and things, you know what I mean? So um, but that is one thing in hoodoo that I do honor is my ancestors. So I do have what they would call an altar, which an altar literally can be. I have my cousin's obituary um, with my father's ashes and just like a little tray set that says his nickname for music that he used to do. Um, that's a that's an altar. Right. And how many of us have an altar? How many of us like, huh? I don't. You don't. No. I mean, and it's OK. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, because we we all don't have an altar, but there's a lot of people that do. They do, right. You know, and it's not considered an altar because they think like, oh, no, I just got a picture of my family up. Right. No, like that's... I mean, I guess if that's considered an altar, yeah, I have pictures of my family. Deceased family, though. Not, I don't... No, not hanging up. Yeah. I don't really have that much family that have passed. Oh, that's a blessing. Yeah. That is a blessing. (laughs) See, my mother is deceased. My father's deceased. My grandmother's deceased. Um, I have a lot of deceased family. So I was like, yeah, I think I just like, you know, to, for me to feel that connection. Like at first it was just like, Hey, I'll just, you know, put your obituary over there, put your urn over there. You know, does it make you feel connected to them? It does. It definitely does. Um, so in hoodoo, they believe that you are supposed to feed spirits. Right. So I do like, you know, put water on their altar or I'll put like, you know, rum or whiskey. Mm. I don't know. That's what (laughs) I want somebody to do for me. (laughs) It actually, it's so crazy. Like I was watching this YouTube uh, channel and like the, 
star that had recently died, you know, they were like reaching out to them and some of them still sound the same, but again, we're in a spiritual realm. So we don't even have physical vocal cords. Right. So he uses this like contraption to speak with them, but he has these crystals there to draw his energy so that they can use it to be more powerful. Right. Mm. But like, he still says like, Hey, have you, have you found Jesus? Have you found the light? Like go ahead and cross if they're willing. Right. Yeah. But, um, it's one of those things where again, everything is energy. So if I leave a cup of water out, that allows them to actually energize Mm. because they are able to eat per se. Mm. Um, but that's not really like the part of hoodoo that I've tapped into a lot. I'm just like, let me just put a little water on your altar, you know, <laughs> a little rum. Um, Cause that's just the way that I'm going to honor you guys, a little food. Um, and that's it yeah. <laughs> for now, because you do want to be sure that you're protected, especially I'm already dealing with a lot of energy <laughs> in, the, in, the, in, the, in this realm. So right. um, I'm like, yeah, I just, I can't really, do that part so much. So I really enjoy um, taking my spiritual journey and learning more about the plants and how they can affect us and how we can really uh, manifest our own lives through those plants because that's what they're intended to do. Yeah. So that's, that's the spiritual part of it. Okay. I don't remember where we were going with that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can say I actually have brought that into Houston legacy of enlightenment. Um, So I do make a product body butter and body scrub products right now um, that I call ineffable herbs, right? Mm. Ineffable is a real word. (laughs) (laughs) What does it mean? (laughs) Unfuckwittable. (laughs) But it, it, it really does mean like, um, above all else, right? Like you can't, like you can't top it basically. Um, but it is our aroma manifestation line. And I told you I like to make up different words and stuff. So it yeah. is like um, our aroma manifestation line. So there is the body butter, of course, and it smells really good, which gives you that aromatherapy. So the um, fragrances that I use are fragrances that in aromatherapy, you smell like, okay, I'm tired. Mm. Okay, I'm energized. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm this, right? Right. But then you also have actual herbs inside of the butter so that you can actually increase your manifestation me it's the coffee <laughs> <laughs> i hate that about coffee oh my goodness I'm like, it, it's, listen, do you have creamer in it is that I why do. yeah i do that's that's why i know i'm like man it's one or the other but we're gonna talk about it on air <laughs> i'll take this one for now um but yeah so it's like okay so you have your uh herbs inside of the butter to help you you know manifest so if you're looking for say for instance my, a really popular one is love mm. right so a lot of people are like hey like i just need to love myself i need to do practice self-care i need to like get back to who i was and it's popular in michigan especially around this time because we're going into spring right right so you've got these scents that smell nice but then you also have these herbs so when you're rubbing these um body butters on you're like you know making your affirmations like i'm fine i'm safe i'm here i'm healed you know what i mean different mantras to help you walk into that room with a little bit more confidence and of course, like the body butters aren't like the whole answer to everything. Yeah. But it is very powerful once you know what these herbs can be used for. Um, that's why Do I wasn't you, and nervous. It, and it probably <laughs> helps to say the affirmations too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because if you're telling yourself like I am enough, like I'm going to do good today or whatever it is, whatever the affirmation is, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're pr- more than likely going to have a better day. Exactly. Exactly. Because of course, um, I do that when I'm working out. 
I'm you like, you are to. a badass. <laughs> 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 but no, seriously, like, um, it, it's, it's also pretty cool how, again, it all ties into trauma-informed care. Yeah. Right? Because, again, the more you tell yourself that you can do something, the more that you are going to be able to do it. And your brain mm-hmm. is actually going to start creating different neural pathways so that you have a different response when you're faced with something. Right. So if you're, like, say, for instance, for me, right? I have always been pretty, like I've always been an introvert, right? So that's why I'm wearing my ambitious introvert shirt today. Um, I love it. (laughs) Thank you. And it's backwards because it's like, um, like what, like what, how, how, how are you even an ambitious introvert? What does that even mean? Um, so I love that. So when I look in the mirror, I see that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I take it back to like, I, I have my times where I'm like, yo, I don't think I can do this. I I have my own play on self-worth. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yo, I can't do this. They're not going to think I'm qualified. They're not going to. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me just, (laughs) let me just reel it back in first of all. And then I will like literally now, which is a newer thing. Like I'll go grab my body butters. I'll take my shower and then I'll like my scrub and it makes me feel like good. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying these mantras in the shower as I wash away all that self doubt, all of that grime, all of that dirt. And I'm like, all right, so I got, so then I get out and I'm like, all right, which one's going to work for me today? Which one is really, I might even double them up. Like, you know, I need a little love today and a little protection. Um, and I would just, you know, say like, I am enough and I'm qualified. I am capable because I know that the difference that I make in the community with my business is going to impact the world. It can literally change the way that we all interact with each other. Yeah. So the work that I do is important. So I can't give up even no. when I want to. Yeah, I, I think what you're doing is a very important, um, especially like after COVID. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many kids that are just, I guess, in a sense, traumatized from everything from from the lasting effects of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like um, like, for instance, my daughter, she's in school and, you know, she's had to wear a mask ever since she like she ever since she started going to school, she's had to wear a mask. Yeah. And so now that's all she knows. And so like now she's terrified to take her mask off and it's mm-hmm. like she doesn't have to wear a mask at school mm-hmm. but she's you know she's insecure about her face now like yeah. she she's like I, I don't like like she's doesn't like to show her, her mouth and yeah. I'm like baby you're like you're beautiful like you don't need to you don't need to be scared of that and it's like so some of these things that you know have kind of you know taken course over the last couple of years affect children so I think what you're doing is very important to kind of help you know build them up yeah. um how many people are you working with? How many children do you have? Yeah. So you remember how I started? I'm like, yeah, we had six people sign up, right? Yeah. It's hard work. So I'm down to one client right now. Wow. We, it's a four month program. So I have another cohort that's starting in April. Um, and then I have three participants for that one. And of course, you know, I'm going to reach back out to the ones who kind of were like, eh, this is too much for me mm-hmm. and see where they're at, see what I can do to help. Is there like an age group that you typically work with mm-hmm. or, or do you work with any age group? Um, so right now our age group is 16 to 25. Oh, okay. Um, and I say that because we're like, we're in a time where there's a lot of teenage killing. Right. Mm. Um, and I've always, even as a teen growing up in Lansing myself, I'm like, what do we do? You know what I did? I went to Walmart. You walk around. <laughs> yep. For eight hours. I did a whole <laughs> shift at Walmart. So <laughs> thankfully now to my future husband, he's not going to have to walk around Walmart for hours. Cause I know where it's at. Okay. <laughs> you can um, draw a map. <laughs> right? Matter of fact, I know where the fire exit is. I mean, literally, um, <clears throat> But no, seriously, though, uh, it is one of those things where 
I forgot the question that you just asked me because my I, mind was going elsewhere. <laughs> I asked how many people you had. Um, you said that there's a lot of shootings. Um, you work with ch- with uh, teenagers. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you, you were asking about the age group. Um, so, yes, it is 16 and 25 because it is not a lot of things for teens to do in the area. Mm. Um, and I say not a lot because there is things going on. Yeah. Um, but it's really about being able to collaborate and get the word out and um, each one teach one. Right. <laughs> you know what I right. mean? So, um, and there are things that may not be up someone's alley. Right. So I figure like, shoot, parents have trauma. Kids have trauma. Babies yeah. have trauma because yeah. we as like mothers, we can pass on trauma to our babies. Yeah. Um. So it's like, okay, how do you, how do you make it fun? Right. How do you make mental health fun? Well, you have Houston Legacy of Enlightenment. That's what we do. Um, so we do youth block parties. So that way we can like kind of engage the community. And then we allow like once we have like, you know, more feet on the ground, more participants. Mm-hmm. We never really let them, you know, kind of go for lack of better words. One second. You're good. We never really let them go. Like, you know, I feel like having a community, you got to be there always at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah. I may not be like a person that's like, hey, like at your neck all day, every day. Right. Right. Sometimes that's a little overwhelming. Yeah. But um, building a community is being able to say, hey, I know I can call a Miranda. She can write me a, a reference letter. I know that I can call a Miranda. She's going to pick me up and take me over here to the side of town because I don't have any gas money or whatever. Mm, you know what yeah. I mean? So. It's about giving these teens a place like there's so much going on for them right now and not in a good way. What do you think? I kind of want to talk about that for a minute because you had brought up there's a lot of shootings amongst the teenagers and young adults. What do you think that is? Like, because it seems like I mean, a lot of it's like targeted to like specific people. But Mm -hmm. why are we? why are we going to guns like now? Is it just because it's so easy and there's easy access to it? You know, because I remember like back in the day, I didn't grow up in Lansing, but mm -hmm. um, like when I was in school, if somebody had a problem with somebody, they'd fight it out. Right. (laughs) And and then you'd have like an appreciation for that person. You either respected them or you just, you know, went your own way. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't speak for every single situation. Right. There are some situations that we've seen that are people are passing because they're really voicing their opinion. You know, they're getting murdered because they feel like, hey, you're not a safe person and I won't let you around me or my family. And then you have people who are um, getting killed because, hey, like you're on the south side and I'm a west sider. Really? (laughs) Not I mean, like, you know, not necessarily just here. You know, I'm talking about just some of the things that I've read just everywhere. Okay. Um, Here specifically, we have, you know, people who are like, hey, like this isn't this isn't like your your place to feel how you want to feel or say the things that you want to say. And if you're not succumbing to what I believe in, then it's a problem. Mm -hmm. So maybe guns are easily accessible, but I think, you know, from the trauma specialist point, it's really about getting back to respect, right? Like you can disagree with what I have to say, but do you really have to take it to the point of your anger? You allow your anger to consume you so much so to where you felt the need to take a life. Right. And that's that's the thing that we really have to get to is like, why aren't these kids controlling themselves? Well, and do they not understand the full consequences of their actions? You know, some of them, some of them do. Right. Yeah. And and for some of them, going to jail is just another thing. 
Like, it's not something that they're, they haven't seen. You know, my dad was locked up all my life. You know, my uncle got out and he's da 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 yeah. You know, he ran this ring. He made this much money. Sometimes it's glorified. Um, a lot of it is the environment that we're in, right? Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of it is seeing the people that you're around and how that has infect, uh, impacted them and how's that how that has allowed them the respect that they have for, and it's a Kendrick Lamar quote, but the one in the front of the gun lives forever, right? Because, of course, we're all spiritual beings having an earthly experience, but you die and you live forever. But that person that was on the other side who actually shot it, they have to deal with the consequence. It's not at this point in time in our day right now, it's not it's not respected. Not like how it was when I was a kid. Like my dad was like one. Not that he was like a shooter or anything like that, but he just was respected naturally from voicing his opinion. But you have, you know, communities, gang communities or want to be gang communities that are like, hey, you know, you, you can only get that respect if you if you shot somebody. So do you think a lot of it stems from having like a lack of community for these teenagers, like a place for them to go and have like mentors that they can look up to and people who they can fall back on? Yeah. When, when, you know, like a situation arises. Mm -hmm. Um, I I definitely do. And that's again, you know, going back to why I started Houston legacy of enlightenment is because when I was a teen, I didn't have anything to do, you know, and my environment was me. And that's how it is for everybody. Yeah. Your environment is you. Yeah. The friends you hang out with, that's you. Yeah. And if it's not you right now, it will be if you keep allowing that into your life. So if we can give the kids a place to where they know, like, hey, look, you may not like, and and we actually do these uh, like different activities when I'm working with the peer groups. Hey, this is a situation. You disagree about this. You disagree about that. Like sometimes I'll even encourage them. Hey, like if you, if you want, let them know, like they can come up here and we can kind of talk this out before it gets out of hand. Mm, Right. Yeah. Um, but it's about offer some sort of mediation. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. So you said your piece, right. And that, how did that make you feel? Right. Right. Okay. So you feel a little bit better because you were able to get that off your chest. Now it's not building up. Right. Now now you can walk away from the conversation, you know, with a mutual understanding. Exactly. Even if you don't agree. Right. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to. But one thing you do need to do is respect that person because number one, they just stood up for themselves and they just said something that you might not even have felt comfortable hearing. Mm. But it was it was something that needed to be said because they were it was eating at them and it probably was eating at you because you felt that they were treating you like I see this all the time. (laughs) Like, you know, they you feel like they're treating you a certain way because they're harboring these feelings, but they still want to be there for you. It's literally a genuine respect, but a disrespect at the same time. Right. Like, and it's about getting to that understanding, you know, being that mediator. So yes, it is because of the environment. They don't have a place to go. Yeah. Um, now do you have a physical, like, like office or like a place Mm -hmm. where you located at? Um, are you familiar with downtown Lansing? Slightly. Yeah. Um, do you know where the Tropo and PNC bank is? All right. It's right. It's right uh, across yeah, 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 from yeah, America I, I Bank. Yeah. Yep. Um, so right there is my office. I'm on the third floor. Okay. Um, and then another cool thing, right, that um I was like, hey, how do we like make this how do we make this beneficial, right? So you don't have to pay for parking. Ah. <laughs> so if you come down, um our business hours are five thirty PM until midnight. Okay. Right. So yeah. first of all, so how many after after school programs are, are between those hours? <laughs> right. Right. So it That's allows. Perfect. Um, 
it does allow like I do you know sometimes suggest like different things for the parents so that they can like heal themselves because a lot of times and me coming as a coming into this as a single mother myself it's about like hey I need a break sometimes right you know like I need to be able to like de-stress and gather my thoughts I might have had a really hard day bills might be packing up you know what I mean and I'm like trying to figure things out and I can't right you just might need a break so you got to go get your kids at this point in time you know all the after school programs are done they should be winding down you know getting ready for dinner homework and bed but the killings that have been taken on they don't take place at at you know eight o'clock at night these are like two three o'clock in the morning you know what I mean so they're still out they're yeah. still awake. And if you want to like, hey, keep it keep it in a, a glass case is what I like to call it. Like keep it in a glass case. So if you want to like, you know, protect it and, and and glorify it, that's fine. But like let's get down to reality because how many teens are sneaking out? Right. right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And we gotta be real about that. That's one thing that's I've been kind of baffled about. I'm like, who why are these kids out and about at two o'clock in the morning? Why are these shootings happening at two o'clock in the morning? Like, why is a 13-year-old out with a gun at 2 o'clock in the morning? Looking for revenge. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, though, like, we did it when we were in our, you know, teenage years. I snuck we out were, all the time. You know, we were rebellious. <laughs> like, But it's about, you know, it's about being real yeah. about it. You know what I mean? And the sad part is I see more parents being real after they lost their kid versus being real while their kid's still alive. You still have a chance. (laughs) Like you still have a voice. You still can make that impact. You can still bring it back around. Cause a lot of times when we really pay attention to it, it's about the lack that they're getting at home. And I'm not pointing fingers about, Oh, you're a bad parent. You're this, you're that. No. Cause I'm going to tell you, I'm going to sit here and tell you myself, my, my son wrote a song. And said, Mom, you're always working, 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 working. And I want to spend time because you're working, 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 working. And then he was like, but I understand because I be working, 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 working. (laughs) And and it was like, it's funny because, you know, he wants to have his own podcast and he wants Uh. to, you know, do his own thing. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like I'm harboring this, but at the end of the day, I'm like delegating. Like someone else can help harbor that while we get this down. And it is. It, it makes me feel like less of a mom sometimes because I don't get a lot of time with my kids. Yeah. Um. And so, like I say, it, I'm not here to like tell someone like, hey, you're doing a bad job. That's not what we well, do. It's hard. It's hard to be a parent. And it it's is. hard to, like you said, delegate time to like specifically spend with your kids, especially like with somebody who's a single mom and works full time and you have to come home and like, like for us, like my wife and I both work mm-hmm. at, at GM together. Yeah. So we work the same amount of hours, the same time and everything. We come home like four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, we might work out for like 40 minutes or so. And then we got to cook dinner and then it's time to get them in the bath. And then it's time to like sit down for a minute and then go to bed Yeah, every single night. And it's yeah. like, you know, I, sometimes I'll go to work the next day and be like, man, I feel like I didn't spend time with my kids, Yeah, you know, and it, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like it doesn't really matter like what your resources are. It's just, sometimes it's just difficult. It is. And, and kids are wild i mean <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll make up their own choices and they'll do their own things and mm-hmm. they just need i mean as much as much good guidance as you can give them they could still you know fall into bad things exactly because it takes a village yeah i can i can train my kids up with all this stuff that i pour into the community i of course i do yeah you know what i mean what yeah. type of person would i be if i didn't right but that's not gonna stop my son from having his own experiences, number one. Mm, yeah. And 
taking his own experiences and making his own reality. And then from making that reality to, to making his own choice. Right. It's like a cycle. Yeah. Um, and you're always hearing things from one person and you never hear someone else solidify it. Like you're going to test, you're more prone to test the water. Like that was, that was your story. Like that's yeah. what happened to you, Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. that's not going to happen to me. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So when you hear it from multiple people, you're like, dang, like, all right. And you hear it from somebody that you really respect. You're like, wow, I'm, I'm going to take some time out to really like think about that. Cause the way, like the way you said it, it just makes more sense. But the mm. way my mama said it, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, she's been telling me what to do all my life. You know what I mean? So it's she's just really, trying to control me. <laughs> right. You know, it's about, it's about that village. You know what right. I mean? And, um, that's why, you know, we do start in the home for that mm. first, you know, for that first month and a half to yeah. two months. Um, we start in the home because I need to know culturally where you are. What do you value? What are the things that you really want to take away from this? And what things do you want to build on? I don't want to talk about the thing. Like we're not, this isn't talk therapy. Okay. Right, <laughs> like right. we're not sitting here talking about all the problems all the time. Yeah. Of course, initially I need to know what's really going on. Yeah. <clears throat> as we talk and as I engage, I'm going to hear the things you don't say. Right. Yeah. So I'm going to re recenter that and ask you, okay, so just to make sure I understand. So last session you said this. And so this session you're saying this. So would you say that this ties in together? And then you start like, Oh, okay. Cause again, you know, it, people don't, they're not essentially, essentially it kind of is like therapy though, because I mean, it might not, you might not be sitting there like telling, telling your, like your story or like your, you know, you're not just sitting there having a conversation, but you're engaging with somebody and through that engagement, they're able to kind of um, like heal in a sense. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of what you're doing. Yeah. And unfortunately for licensing purposes, I can't call it therapy. Right. Okay. So I am what I consider a life coach. Okay. But however, I do use um, techniques from therapy right. to help um, in the program and help people heal from trauma. Mm. So of course, trauma informed care is a form of therapy, but it is not a form of therapy that is utilized a lot. Right. It is not um, having someone sit here and talk about all these experiences. And now I just know your story of the things you've been through. Right. Right. Like right. what do we heal with that? Right. It's <laughs> like, taking it and applying it. And, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have, you know, cognitive behavioral techniques, um, rational behavior techniques, um, the light therapy, the exposure. Well, yeah, we can call that light therapy because you know, right. Um, and then we have the exposure techniques and just different forms of therapy that we have utilized into our practice to make it to where that trauma informed care is holistic care. Mm. You know, I, I am a firm believer that the system is for the system and we need an organization that's for the people. Mm. I don't. What I, system are you talking about? The just the system in general. The just like overall system. Overall system, right? Mm. Like everything is interconnected, but that's like a whole. That's a whole podcast for a whole other day. Okay, <laughs> um, but you know the pharmaceutical industry is like, hey, like how can we, how can we get some money off of this mental health, right? Right. So you've got when you go to therapy, you got all these people suppressing. Right. You get this pill and it makes me feel really good for the moment. And after that pill's done. Then what? 
Right. You can't take it forever. You're back where you started. Right. And even if you take it forever, now you got a whole list of other things that you got going on. Right. You know, and, and, and like you said, we're all dealing with mental health issues reality. Yeah. Right. In reality, that's true because if you decide like, you're not going to choose the best thing for you today, then we have to ask ourselves why. Mm. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. And you have the mild forms to where there's people who may have had one or less traumatic experiences in their life. They've never been in an accident. They've never had to be homeless. They've never had to do all of these things that causes trauma. Right. So they're not, they're not in a, they're not classified as a mental health person, but then behind closed doors, you've got somebody who feels like they're not good enough. They don't look good enough. So they're purging, binging and purging. That's considered a mental health issue in a way. Um, one thing I found kind of crazy, like, cause I, you mentioned being homeless or whatever. Um, I've been like, I've been homeless. I've been in like abusive situations. Like, uh, you know, before I was, uh, in foster care, I, my, uh, stepdad was abusive to my brother and my mom and just pretty much everybody. Um, he was a severe alcoholic though. And, um, so, you know, we moved to Michigan, we're homeless. Um, uh, we go into foster care and then I go into a foster home that was abusive and whatnot. Mm-hmm. One thing I realized that like looking at like a lot of my peers growing up is that I experienced so much that they had never seen that it put me in a dip, like it moved the bar for mm-hmm. like, like what is considered bad and what is, what is normal. Mm-hmm. Do you see that a lot oh in gosh. a lot of the, the clients that you work with? I do. I do. Um, because right now they're, <sighs> Our teens, and not even just our teens, like, you know, the, the young kids, like they're coming out and they are like <laughs> what what one of my um, close people call uh, recycled ancestors, it almost feels like, because they have this keen knowledge of like this this keen understanding of, of life, you know, mm. that, that we can't really put our fingers on. But it's like, how do you know that? Right? Right. Because... We're living in a traumatic world. And when you have mothers who are passing trauma down, these kids are coming out with a lot of knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they're and a lot of experiences before they've experienced it. Right. And it's like, you know, <clears throat> I, I myself, you know, like my, my twins dad, he was very abusive. Like, I mean, every form of abuse you could think of. Wow. And I'm like, dude, like, I was, I just remember uh, crying one day. I was just fed up. And of course I had them early, but you know, my son's like, mom, like, and he's two, he's like, mom, is it, is it this guy? And I'm like, like, who wants to share that with their kid? You know what I mean? He's two. He's asking me like, you're seeing the pain, you're seeing the hurt, you know? And I'm creating children through that pain, through that hurt. So it was like, okay, you know, we got past that and, um, I had my twins and it was like, I remember, uh, of course they were like, you know, in the incubators and I put my pinky in and my daughter's two pounds, two ounces. Okay. Wow. <laughs> two pounds, two ounces and three pounds, three ounces. I thought that was so cool. <laughs> um, but my two pound, two ounces, she's my oldest one. And she like grabbed my finger with so much strength. Like, dude, I got scared. <laughs> I'm not even going to hold you up because I'm like, that's a lot of power in one little person. Yeah. Right. But I remember all the times that I had to fight, not even just fighting for my life, fighting for my voice, but fighting to make the change to do something different because I can't keep living like this. 
right? She came out with that that fighting power. Mm. Like, of course, you know, she had the feeding tube. She wasn't latching. She she wasn't growing. She was failure to thrive. She wasn't progressing. She went home under three pounds. Wow. Like, they usually don't let the babies wow. go home, you know what I mean, until right. they're able to, like, sit in the car seat, you know, and all these things. But they're like, she's... She's small steadily. <laughs> like she's not she's not decreasing, she's not increasing. But it is a strain for you to constantly come up to the hospital. So we will allow her to go home. Wow. And it was like she's always been like that. And still to this day at seven years old, she's like that. She feisty. Fight man. <laughs> but she's feisty, but she's also an old soul. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. She is she is like literally she reminds me so much of my grandma, right? So side story, right? We're all like cleaning the basement and I saw a mouse and I was <laughs> oh, like, man. Oh my gosh. So I'm like, May, I'm I'm scared, I'm not going over there. She's like, Why are you guys scared? Like, just go over there. And I'm like, Girl, you go over there. You go, <laughs> you go over there. There's a box over there. So she goes, she pulls this box back. And all these mice are like running out. Oh my goodness. Oh, man. It was like four of them. I oh me and me and my other three kids were all ah, <laughs> running, pushing each other. And she's just standing there looking at us like, Are you are y'all serious? You guys like, are pathetic. Right. Like, dude, if that did with like Sometimes you look at it like, man, my kid can't be stronger than me, but I'm grateful yeah. that she is stronger than yeah. me. You know what I mean? Because like, yo, you got <laughs> heart, baby. You got heart. And so um, I, I just, again, you know, to bring it back to that, you know, trauma thing, like I I put that in her. You mm. know what I mean? That, that strength to say like, all right, I'm going to keep enduring. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to keep, even if I, even if everybody else doesn't see my growth, I know it's there. Yeah. Right. Cause she's studying that one percentile yeah. on her growth chart. Like, yeah. you know, and uh, it's been so like stressful just again, you know, taking it, taking it away from like the business side of it. Like the personal side is like, she's got all these appointments. She's got all these doctors and everybody's like, she's not this enough. She's not that enough. What are you doing? What are you, are you not doing? And I'm like, uh-huh. let me just take a step back because y'all going to overwhelm me. Like <laughs> I am trying everything that I can. But her thrive to say, like, like I'm little. Like, she'll tell the doctor, I'm little, but I got this. <laughs> and it's so cute because she's like this, um, she's like this little, this little me, but like better me. Like this more stronger, more powerful me to overcome BS. <laughs> right. Well, that kind of puts her in a position to be better, right? Mm-hmm. Because she's, in, in a sense, the underdog, right? Mm-hmm. She's smaller. She has a less advantage than everybody else. Mm-hmm. So it's going to make her a stronger, better person. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, right? Because there's a lot of people that see those those setbacks and they're like, I'm not, I'm just not. And it can result in suicide. It mm. can result in, you know, other mental health you know, actually, because a lot of things is right. Like the way that you feel about yourself, the the environment that you put yourself in, you can actually turn that a 360. If you don't, then there's things that can turn into a mental health problem. Right. So it's about catching these things early mm. before it becomes a mental health problem. Right. Um. So, you know, there's people that they'll take that underdog and they'll just run with it. Like I am the underdog. I will be always be the underdog and right. nobody cares about me. Cause she's the middle child. You know what I mean? Right. So she's like, you know, the only attention I get is like from the doctors or something like that. <laughs> but deep in her core, like we have our family time and she's like, I just want to read a book. <laughs> like, all right, well you do you girl, you know? 
Um, <clears throat> but it's it's about being able to to nurture it in, in individualized ways, right? Yeah. I know she's the loner. She doesn't want to sit in a room with me and all of her other three siblings. Right. And it's yeah. just kind of chaotic for her. She doesn't care for that. So I have to be like, all right, like, let me, you know, bedtime's approaching. Let me go up here and read this story with her real quick and talk to her and see how she's really feeling. It's all about individualized with her. Yeah. You know, but it's about tailoring, you know, the way we approach things, too. Well, I think that the way you do things, um, your kids see, like, I mean, and like you, you had mentioned how um, when you're busy, like you feel like you don't spend enough time with your kids. You feel like you're not a great parent. I mean, it happens to everybody, Mm -hmm. you know. But uh, at the end of the day, they still see your drive, your your willingness to constantly be better. Um, they see you helping other people and they're like, I, that's what I want to do. And mm-hmm. so I think even though like if you're not able to necessarily be there every single day at the, you know, for countless hours with your children, you're still you're still setting an example for them. Right. Exactly. And hopefully, you know, they they take something from that mm-hmm. and they apply it. And thankfully they do. Right. So uh, at the youth block party, I was cracking up like I'm really humble and I'm I'm learning how to come out of that. Right. Because I will tell somebody about somebody else's business in a minute. <laughs> OK. Like, oh, yeah, you got to make sure to shop such and such because that. Yeah. You oh, know, but yeah. it's like I love that. I love it when people do that. And it's and it's good. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I love being that voice for other people because we all need a voice. Yeah. But like, dang, I got to be the voice for myself, too. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like what I'm doing is powerful and I can't discredit that trying to credit everybody else. Right. And so my son at the youth block party, he um, was like, all of the Houston family, come up on the stage. If your family get on the stage. So nobody knows what's going on. So we're all like, you know, going up to the stage, looking at each other awkwardly. Like I had some people who had bailed on me. So I was like running this and running that and doing this and doing that. So I'm like, well, I don't know what he wants. What does he want? So we go up there and he's like, everybody give a round of applause for my mom. I'm like, oh. <laughs> son oh my gosh <laughs> you know what i mean like and i'm like you know but what's wrong with that right yeah. like what's wrong with being praised sometimes and i and i it's always kind of felt awkward for me but that was like me realizing oh yeah like that's your trauma right there you know you do all these great things for people but the recognition feels uncomfortable for you because you're not used to it but that's a moment though because your son recognized all the the hard work and everything that went into that moment he's like she needs to be recognized exactly and that's why i was like okay like i know that they see you know what i mean like yeah. they see this and i'm like i got to incorporate them into it because like i said my son he wants his own podcast he wants to be a youtuber he so should like, yeah and i'm like how old is he he's 9 wow um and so much personality like Really crazy. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to try and like get him for the Disney auditions or something. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, we'll just let you, I'll let you do what you want to do. <laughs> so, um, he is my co-host for our free youth empowerment groups that we have. Oh. Um, and it just really depends on what we're talking about. So he won't be there for, uh, the, the one that we have coming up, um, which is mostly about, you know, self-care, woman hygiene, self-love, okay. that type of thing. But the girls will be, yeah, but cool. he is, um, he is going to be the co-host for the Talk T, so Talk to Enlighten Another, um, mm. where he pretty much shares his experiences and things that he encounters and just kind of like, cool. yeah, like just, you know, really encourage other kids too, because yeah. that's another part of Houston Legacy of Enlightenment is being able to allow our youth that are healing, right? Yeah. Healing is an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. So 
allowing our youth that are healing to speak and 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 enlighten another. You know what I mean? To yeah. to say like, there's nothing like your peers telling you like, hey, look, I went through that, and this is how I dealt with it. You might have did it differently, yeah. but what do we learn from it? Well, and I think ultimately that helps with the issues that are at hand, you mm-hmm. know, like it, communication, open communication and starting that from a young age is very important. So like, you know, like if one day, you know, your son has like a podcast studio like this, he could have other kids come on and they mm-hmm. can talk about things and like social issues. And yeah. and eventually like other kids will hear that and they'll be like, you know what, he, he has a good, good perspective on that. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, right. <laughs> because, you know, again, communication this is so underrated it's very underrated <laughs> like it, it's a huge pro oh, hold on okay all right we're still going sorry the no, computer yeah. did something yeah um yeah it's a huge problem mm-hmm. the communication it is it's like um you have so many people that are like willing to speak right everybody's yeah. willing to speak and say their part Especially on social media. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, social media. I am developing a positive mindset for social media. That is a mantra for me. <laughs> but do you interact? Lord. Do you inter- interact much on social media? I'm developing a positive mindset for social media. <laughs> so, one, um, one thing I started doing, because, I mean, it's so easy to get involved in, like, the things that you don't agree with on social media. Like, you see something that somebody posts, and you're like, I don't agree with that. And then you want to comment. Mm-hmm. I don't do that at all. Like yeah. typically now, like all I use social media for is just posting like podcast stuff. I might post things about my kids every now and then. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Or like if, maybe if there's something I agree with, I'll share it. But yeah, other than that, like like politics and like different yeah. like arguing things, like or arguing over things, like eh. yeah. That perception, that perception point, right? (laughs) Like, who's got time for that stuff? Honestly, if you were to scroll my personal Facebook page, you will see a lot of promoting of other businesses. Yeah, you know they have events going on. Like, hey, make sure you be a part of this. This person's really cool. Make sure you check that out. Um, and then you have like me again, still like trying to get to that point to where I brag about myself. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) It is. I try not to do that too about the podcast because I'm like, I don't want people. Like, I don't want to get on uh, social media and be like, hey, guys, subscribe to YouTube. Like, right. you know, like, I just, <laughs> people listen, they listen. I, I much prefer, like, to sh- talk about your business and, mm-hmm. and promote other businesses and whatnot. So. Yeah, and but be careful, though, because it's a trauma response. And I, I say I just, that because you're a foster kid. Yeah. I was a foster kid, too. Were you? Yeah. And it's like, we we grew up in a in a home that... You know, they looked at us as if like, hey, like you had an unfortunate life or like your second second to everything else, you know, like yeah. and it's like, dude, so it really played on our self-worth like we were feeling like subconsciously like, damn, I might not be good enough. Mm. Like I might not be able to really do that or I'm not for me, you know, it was like, dang, I'm not aligning with this person that I looked up to. So. I'm not ever going to be good enough. Mm. That plays on our self-worth. And we're like telling ourselves like, Hey, like my family was messed up. You know, my, my friends are messed up. I'm messed up. You know what I mean? But it also, I was at, um, mother figure for my, (laughs) me and my friends, you know, they always like, we're like, Hey, like, you're like, you're like the mom of the group. (laughs) And I'm like, dang, like, (laughs) I'll be all that, you know, <laughs> put that age on me and stuff. And it was crazy because we would, um, 
we would go out and people were like, is that your mom? Like, dude, do I look old enough? Like, <laughs> but um, it is, it's a trauma response. You know what I mean? Because um, we're not, we're not used to getting that praise. We're not used to being that limelight. We're not used to having that shine. And it's, it's, it's hard to accept mm. sometimes. I just don't like bragging about myself or like begging <laughs> people to like, Hey, like my podcast or follow me. Like, yeah. you know, it's just, not, it's not, a, it's not a bragging. Yeah. Right. Like it's awareness. There's yeah. nothing wrong with awareness. Yeah. Right. Like you can, like you see the response that you got from the post that you made. Oh my gosh. You know, it was like, insane. And it's because you're, you're doing these things. Right. And, and again, like I do these things, we do them organically. Yeah. Just because we enjoy these things. Right, right. So it's like, mm, I kind of feel like it's a brag if I say, mm, well, yeah, you know, I've got this and I'm specialized in this and I can do this and we offer this and like, dang, like, what don't you offer or what don't you do? You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, even that, that's that's a response that is not of divine. You right, know what I mean? Right. Like some of that's almost as if someone's like... What else you do? <laughs> right? Like as if you don't care, right? right. But I, I guess the only people who are going to act like that are the people who want to see you fail in the begin, like to begin with, right? They're not the ones who are going to support your business at all, anyways. Mm-hmm. So screw it, you know, like do you? I guess. <laughs> yeah, but you'll be surprised though. Yeah, because they are a product of their environment too. Right. So what type of life have you lived, bro? Like, right. <laughs> why, why? And I'm and I'm quick to be like, well, why'd you say that? You know, oh, well, you know, you just this and this and this and this. Is that a bad thing? Well, no, it's not a bad thing. Oh, it was your environment that you grew up in that made you feel like, dang, you doing all of this. Right. You almost you are. You're looking at me as if I'm doing too much because you don't feel sufficient in the things that you're doing. Yeah. They're reflecting whatever happened to them onto you. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. they, they might have given up. You know what I mean? But it was, it was because of the environment that they lived in. Nobody put them up. Nobody was like, keep going. Right. Keep doing it. Right. You know, what I, nobody did that for them. Probably yeah. just from what I see a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. These like it's so crazy because like as a trauma specialist, you start to look at people like, damn, like what was your environment like? I don't even take it personal. You don't like me? I ain't taking it personal. <laughs> I'm not for everybody. I get that. You know, and I can be a little bit too much sometimes. Um, but it is like, dang, you know, when you start looking at things about like how how people grew up, um, the people that they're around today, the things that they say today, like you're like, dang. And unfortunately for me. Those are the people that I'm attracted to and that I attract because mm. I'm a healer. Mm. So I'm like, okay, like, all right, like we got to figure this out. Right. You know, I ask random people, how was your day today? Oh, okay. Just okay. <laughs> it wasn't excellent. It wasn't great. Like, what did, what did you do? Right. You know? Right. And like I say, it can be a little bit too much for people. You know, yeah. if you're used to people not caring, you're going to be like, why do you want to know? That's one thing. Um, <laughs> like working at GM, I call them GM phrases. Mm-hmm. Um, you ask somebody, how's your day? And they're like, what, what's one of the GM phrases? It's, uh, uh, oh crap. Why can't I think of it? They're, they're like, uh, yeah, never mind. I'll come back to it if I remember. But there's certain phrases that people say, like if you ask them how their day is, and it's like they're just typical phrases that you hear, and I, I hate that. I'm like, yeah. no, really, how was your day? Like, I wish I could remember them right yeah, now. I, I hate them so much. I try not to even think about it. I don't blame I you. Don't, I don't like saying it. Yeah. I, like if somebody asked me how my day is, I'm like, oh, it, it was good. Or, you know, if it's a, you know, they're like passing by me and or something, but um, try to tell them, you know, how my day was. Yeah. Um, 
Now, getting back to your business, is this something you've tried because you're in foster care? Is this something you've tried implementing like into the foster care system or like, because I feel like that'd be a great demographic of like children to try to target because they're kind of going through some of the, like the most worst things. Right. Mm-hmm. And do you, are you passionate about foster, the foster care system? I know it's mm-hmm. a pretty closed tight knit community. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to get involved in it. So, yeah. Um, honestly, as a grassroots company and I'm not a licensed therapist. Again, the system has its own mechanism. Mm-hmm. Um, you, Oh, you're not licensed. Oh, Oh, you don't. It ends oh. a conversation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, and it's like, you know, so I, I was really like, when I first started this, I'm like, I don't, I don't do labels. Like, I'm not going to tell somebody, Oh, you have ADHD and I'm not right. diagnosing anyone. I'm, I'm not qualified to diagnose anyone technically, although I could, you know, because I do enough studies about it, but right. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Because what is another label going to do for you? Mm. Um, and so when you say, have I tried, you know, reaching out, that is something that I have not tried right now. Um, because I was like, well, let me go to the youth center. Right. Okay. They still have a chance. Like they made them, they made some mistakes mm-hmm. and they don't quite have to live with it just yet, but we can right. like reel it back in. You can be around people who support you and don't look at you as like the bad kid. Right. That didn't, that didn't work out. I really didn't get much of a response. Really? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, you know, and it was kind of discouraging. Like, dang, you know, I am just like someone who's passionate about doing this. It's not like something that I was just like, Oh, like, let's just do it for, for the clout. Like, no, (laughs) you know what I mean? Let's do it for, to heal these kids right? because nobody's talking about trauma informed care. Everybody's talking about therapy, but Mm. nobody's talking about trauma informed care. Everybody want to hear the story, but they don't want to help. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, um, it was discouraging for me. So I was like, all right, you know, kind of took a step back from that. So we do have a partnership with the Boys and Girls Club Lansing just to kind of like start getting the awareness out. Um, That is something that I am working on. I am kind of like waiting around, for lack of better words, because I want to be sure that I'm in a position to not overstretch myself Mm. um, and pretty much get some more people on my team that are just as passionate about making the change in the community as I am. Now, how do you make money doing this? Is this something that like a parent could come to you and be like, my kids need help. Um, and they can like, it's like a pay, not payment plan, but like some sort of package deal, like for your services, you know, it's like this much money or like, how do you, how do you make money doing this? Yeah. Is it like sponsorships or partnerships? Yeah. So, um, it will be sponsorships, sponsorships, um, because I've been talking with a few local organizations that are like, yeah, like we would love to like, you know, support you in any way that we can. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. Like we'll kind of get back around to that. So we do have, uh, sponsorships that we have started for the first cohort. So people were able to, so there's, Four different programs, technically. Um, but the Legacy Kids is not a program that's up and running right now. Um, I'll talk more about that in a second. But we have the Elite Affiliate Program, and then we have the Enlightenment Course. They're two different uh, courses, but a lot of the content is somewhat the same. Okay. So um, for the Elite Affiliate Program, that one is where, like – you get the trauma-informed care, you get the career preparation, you get your certificates, you get your portfolio, you get your rideshare service, you get your, uh, oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you get all of these things, right, with this elite affiliate program. And then um, 
you have the enlightenment course. So the difference between those is really just the monetary difference. Um, so you get a thousand dollars after you complete the course. Wow. So those like I sell legacy wear. So like, you know, different clothing okay. um, and then the ineffable herb line. So 75% of those proceeds go back into those kids that have completed wow. the enlightenment course. So we give them a thousand dollars to become self-sufficient. So driver's okay. license, IDs, rental applications, whatever they, their, them and their specific need is. Um, so if it's interview clothing or whatever, you know what I mean? That's so, amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's so needed, right? Because yeah. there you got, you've got people who are like, yeah, like I'll listen, you know, like, and I'll try and help you through it. But like, do you really have that person? Like, right. can you call your therapist at 3am? Right. No, no, you can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> um, and you know, if you got into a bind and you couldn't afford the ride, could you get a ride? Right. You know, so we do offer that ride share service. But like, like I said, you know, the only difference between elite affiliates and the enlightenment course is that you don't get any money mm. back for completing it. You okay. just kind of have your certificates and your experience and your references, which is still good to yeah. start off with. Yeah. That gives you an advantage in the career, you know, marketplace going in as a young person, you have these letters of recommendation, you have the experience, mm. you can demand a little bit more. Right. <laughs> now we're going to teach you how to negotiate, how to like, <laughs> no, well, actually I've had this many years of experience with this. So I do uh, request that my minimum pay is $20. You know what I mean? So it helps build confidence. It does. Yeah, it does. It's so like, this is, it's, it's really like a holistic thing. You know, we can't just tackle one part of you and be like, that's it because you still right. got to thrive out here. Right. You know what I mean? I can help you heal that trauma and learn how to self-regulate. So when it does come up again, cause life is going to happen. And a lot of times if we are living our best life and then life's like, yeah, <laughs> you thought, <you're> like, <laughs> dang, but this is how you get back up and this is how you deal with it. And then as you move forward, you know, you have these, this community of people. So the business partners that I have, they are committed people to say like, yes, you can call me at 3am. Wow. You know, you might not get the best me at yeah. that time, but you will get me. Right. And You'll that's get important. Somebody. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could be having thoughts of killing somebody at that time as we see, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you have somebody to call right now. You have somebody to talk to, to like really kind of steer you back down to earth right because you are so into your emotions right now that you're allowing it to consume who you are you know and don't let that mistake be who you are because the world's gonna look at you like you are that mistake mm -hmm. you know you kill somebody you are a murderer yeah you know what i mean yeah. you you tell somebody you hear voices you are schizophrenic right <laughs> <laughs> like i'm just you know what i mean like yeah. to be real about it like that's the way the world operates yeah but not at houston legacy of enlightenment you know you hear voices well what do you hear what did they say? Why, why do you think they're telling you that? Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. well, well, how about you tap into, you know, your spiritual side and kind of see what needs to be done. Right. Yeah. And that's where the, like the Oracle and tarot and all that kind of stuff goes into. So, um, the enlightenment course is definitely about that spiritual awakening because I cannot believe that that's not bigger. I know. I, like, I mean, <laughs> literally you're just helping people. Mm-hmm. You're creating a difference in the young in the young people in the community. How's that not bigger? Um, honestly, because it's about being organic. And again, me and my self worth and my bragging, right? Like, <laughs> oh my God, I don't want to like I don't want to be the person to like go into a room and say I can do this, I can do this, I can do that. Right. Because I felt like, oh, like that's that's not good. I don't want to do that. Mm. But that was my trauma, and I tell right. people all the time, like. Trauma comes up in many different forms. Just because I do this, that doesn't mean that I don't have my own. Right. I'm not superior. I'm just here with you. Mm. 
That's like, it. You I know like what that. I mean? I like, like that. Just being able to say, like, look, you know, I understand where you're coming from. I may not have walked that path, but I do. I know a lot of people. Right. <laughs> and right. I know, you know what I mean? The, some of the things that kind of come with that. And if I can't help you, at least here's, you know, a few people that in the career field that you're interested in. Yeah. Some people that can maybe guide you, maybe refer you to a few of their people. Yeah. And we all become connected. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's how, that's how you make it anywhere really is yeah. th- through connections. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, again, you know, I, I'm really just getting to that point to where I'm like, all right, this is our, this is our year of implementation. Right. So nobody really know. Everybody's like, who is Miranda? Like you're, you're from here. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, I'm from here. I've always been a lame. Like I've always been that person that in high school, I didn't have like a bunch of friends or anything. I wasn't popular. None of that. I was just really like humble through my life. You definitely should have been popular. You're, <laughs> yeah, you're outgoing. You're friendly. Now. You're super talkative. Yeah. Yeah. But again, that's that ambitious introvert, right? <laughs> um, because I, as a Scorpio, like, I got to have my time where I got to, like, have my time. <laughs> like, babies, I love y'all. I know I've been away today. But on this Sunday, <laughs> mama need a little me time because I have to recenter myself. Right. It is a lot because, like I said, I go into these sessions and I'm giving people all of this positivity and all of this yeah. me and I'm taking them. So then I'm coming back and I'm like, man, I don't even want to get out the bed. It's almost mm. like as if like energetic forces are like, stay. <laughs> and I'm like, no, but I really got to get up and I really got to do this. And it's like, okay, that's when you know it's working. Mm. You know, because yeah. you I'll check in with someone. They're like, yeah, I feel really good today. Like I did such and such and such. I did this and I did that. Just baby steps though. Uh, Wait, curb. You did that. You did that. Did that. That's not a baby step. That's a big step. So congratulate yourself on that because I'm proud of you. You actually did the things that you planned on doing. That's awesome. You know, it, even if you didn't complete it, you yeah. started it. Yeah. You, you began it. Yeah. And it's about acknowledging those things too, you know. Yeah. But it is a lot. And so <laughs> energetically, yeah. I have to, you know, it'll it'll be worldwide eventually. Um, I love that. I love that you said that. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Because. My mantra was worldwide by 2035. Wow. Right? And I'm like, man, I don't know what made me say 2035. Let's go 2025. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm definitely going to need a, a lot of um, a lot of team members that are, like, really passionate about it, you know, and have that. So can people volunteer for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So um, when we do, like, different, you know, events, you can definitely volunteer. But also with the youth empowerment groups, you know, I encourage people to say like, Hey, like this is what I do in my profession. And this Mm -hmm. is how you can, you know, get involved. These are the pros. These are the cons. These are the things that I like, what I don't like, you know what I mean? So do they offer like job shadowing Mm -hmm. type type services? Yeah. But that would be more towards like being in like a, a partner with us. Okay. You know, because I can't, I can't legally have someone that is, using well not using but like allowing teens to come and you know volunteer without actually having the foundation of legally this is what we do Mm. because unless they're in the enlightenment court course they're not getting paid to volunteer right right but are they volunteering if they're just going and seeing how somebody does something like let's say i own a photography studio and somebody's interested in becoming a photographer and they just come in for like a day or maybe a a day a week or something Mm -hmm. and they just watch me do something gotcha you know like is that something that could be offered like let's say i wanted to get involved and somebody's interested your son's interested in doing the podcast Mm -hmm. and you know he just sits in and sees how a podcast goes like is that something that could be done 
It definitely could be done. Um, but to just for the structure of it, I would do like, if it's just a day thing, I would kind of like want to set up, you know, cameras to where that, you know, we can record and then we can kind of have that captured on, you know, the day in the life for mm. lack of better words. Okay. Um, because we may not be able to get to again. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's important to, to know like, Hey, you know, it's as Houston legacy of enlightenment, if you're working with us, um, it is a commitment, right? Like it is knowing that you are going to be committed to community. Right. Um, so of course we would want kids to be able to have that, that open door access, you know, to be yeah. like, Hey, I'm going to go work with David cause he's got the podcast. I think he's really cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, and sit in with you and maybe the learn, learn, you know, the technology or yeah. learn, you know, the photography, the specs and all that. Yeah. Um, that's that's really hands-on that's really deep it's a lot that you can't cover in one day mm. so to keep the mm -hmm. program what it is we definitely would encourage you know a partnership so that way we can you know get more companies and more people involved into the community yeah um but if you were willing to do it like a one-day thing then we would want to set up like you know a camera just so that they can get the general overview of it and then reach out to you specifically if that's something that they will want to you know learn more about or maybe have a compiled list of resources where they can learn this type of thing oh okay yeah. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. I, I really do love what you're doing. I think it, it will make a huge difference in our community and I cannot believe it's not bigger than what it is, but I love your goals and passion about making it worldwide by 2035. And I hope <laughs> yes. it's, I hope it's worldwide by 2025. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that you want to bring up on the podcast before we wrap it up? It, We've been going for like an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> oh my it, goodness. That's, it went by so quick. It did. I was like, oh. I, I think we could talk for literally like three hours. I I'm not even going to hold you up. It probably could. Um, only thing I want to say um, is just that, you know, when you purchase legacy where, of course, you know, like I mentioned earlier, 75% of those proceeds go back into the students so we can help them with those transitional expenses. That's mm -hmm. really important um, for the community to know because you can buy a t-shirt from anywhere. Yeah. But can you buy a t-shirt that's actually going to support the community too? Right. You know, right. kind of like the Tom's concept concept. Um, and then the ineffable herbs, you know, definitely something that helps you, um, self-regulate, right? So yeah. you got your aromatherapy, but you also have your manifestation point in that too. Um, but is there a website for those? Yeah. The Houston legacy.com. Okay. And I'll put that in the show notes. Um, okay. do you guys have social media or anything? Uh huh. Um, facebook.com slash Houston legacy of enlightenment. Instagram.com slash Houston Legacy of Enlightenment, LinkedIn.com. I'm not even going to go there because it's like a whole bunch of numbers or something. Like that. <laughs> I'll have to fix that later. Um, but we also have our own social media platform, right? So oh. um, you, again, you know, we know how social media can be when it's like a lot of um, negativity and, you know, not a lot of respect of different opinions. Yeah. Um, just not really as much of a safe space as we'd like it to be. Yeah. Um, so that's why we have our own social media platform so that the, you can, you know, get together, maybe construct a few events and, you know, Houston legacy of enlightenment will help them put those on. Um, and then just, uh, just pretty much a safe space. You like mean a, platform like as in service, like a, like a social media service, mm -hmm. like a Facebook. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> Can you put that out there? Or is it just specifically for certain people? Um, it is for our community members. Okay. Right? So if you are a part of the community, that's how you have the social media access. Okay. Um, because again, you know, it's a safe space. If we allow yeah. everybody into the safe space, right. it would no longer be. Right. Um, you want to make sure that you are in the program and, you know, you're actively participating in the program yeah. so that you know what it's like to actually respect someone else, even if you don't agree. So. 
I love it. I love what you're doing. Keep doing it. Um, I will help however I can. Yeah. I love it. I want to help you get the word out. Absolutely. So uh, I would love to have you back sometime. Would you be interested in redoing it? Absolutely. Not, not redoing this episode, but, you know, doing it again. Yeah, absolutely. And just awesome. kind of like a little check-in. Like, hey, you yeah. know, I've got my little mini-me over here, Jadis, <laughs> today. Um, but, yeah, absolutely. I would okay. love that. And I appreciate you, you know, having me here. That definitely means a lot. I was like, man, how cool. I was, I Like, when I met you, I was like, man, that's super cool. Like, they got their own podcast. Doing their own <laughs> thing. And it's about highlighting people who overcome, you know, the obstacles. Yeah. Like, I didn't even go into the obstacles today because no. it's, it's so much, you know, with Houston Legacy of Enlightenment. But um, there is a lot of back end things that has allowed me to come to this point and losing a lot of my family members that are like really staple people in my life. Yeah, that is totally a drive for me. So, yeah. And that's the whole point of rising above. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's not about staying in that in that spot where, you know, like you lost somebody and now you're like like you fall into alcoholism or whatever, and you may have at some point, but it's not about that. It's about getting out of that spot and overcoming and becoming better and helping your community, being a part of your community and doing whatever you can to serve other people. Yep. I love that. Um, someone, I can't remember who it is, but they're like, usually like, you can't unpack and stay there. (laughs) And it's like, dang, like, that's a good point. It is. It's a very good point. Like, I swear I would have never like, thought of it in that way yeah <laughs> like but you know like hey yeah like we finally got our house like we're gonna unpack and live here <laughs> like, no we got our house and we're gonna unpack but we also got to make sure that we keep the maintenance right yeah you know so yeah. i love that i love that uh, analogy i love that well thank you for being here and thank you again for doing this no problem david you have a blessed day all right you too